digest food, it takes a lot of calories yeah. for you to be able to do that. So it should kind of help to knock you out more. So, but so that's lunch at, at work is is just because it's work. You fall asleep. Um, yeah. <laughs> Not dinner. Yeah, it the dinner be. you're at home. You gotta do something. It's funny because I've been. I was reading something about this actually. Is they were talking about how how when you're in bed, sometimes you don't like you don't you like okay you're on the couch watching TV. You can knock out. Yeah, easily. Yeah. You go up to your bed and you're watching TV. It's like you want to knock out. You can't really get get to bed. Because you're, you're not as tired. I don't know. It's, it's, it was like because huh. I've had that happen where I'm on the couch and I'm like I can sleep mm-hmm. at, at any moment during the show. But when you're watching TV on your bed, you're like watching, and then I don't really feel that tired. You know, a lot of people go through this apparently because they wouldn't really? pose that question. And apparently, it has something to do with what you feel like when you're at work. Right? You don't want to be there. Mm-hmm. You want to be at home resting. And your body is just kind of telling you, like, yeah, screw all this. Just, just, just go to bed. When you're on the couch, you you feel like you want to be in your bed. So it, your body is saying, like, screw this. Let's just go and and forget everything and just go to bed. That's okay. That's yeah. really interesting. I never so that's that why before. when after in your at work, people really feel real tired. But when you get home, you're still you're up and you're like, yeah. okay, I'm actually here. Your body doesn't have that reaction <clears throat> to your environment because you're already in your comfort zone. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. It's pretty dope. It's, it's kind so of weird. It's, if I don't fall asleep. That means you don't like your work. <laughs> you want to sleep <laughs> during the day. It means you hate your job. <laughs> yeah, so, so if you don't fall asleep, then you like that place. You're comfortable. You're comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, because your body is not, not it's like a, a reaction to, try. you know, like when you have to get up for work, you don't want to. Mm. And your body, and you, you feel like, oh, I'm just going to sleep. I want to sleep in. I want to sleep in. But days when you don't have anything to do, you kind of just kind of wake up naturally and you're just like, <laughs> the weekend, ready to every go. weekend. Yeah. Like the human weekend. brain does not, <laughs> the, man, it does not have your best interest in mind. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> be, be, a la- be a lazy. <laughs> f- <laughs> that, that's what it's that's telling you. <laughs> exactly. Food, oh, lazy. Rest, eat, <laughs> sleep. Eat, sleep. That's what I'm Well, yeah, no, that's pretty much, I don't know. That's what I read. I don't know if it's how much truth there is to it, but it was pretty funny that I actually just read that over the weekend. I could see that happening. I mean, well, there are times, times as to where I've been dragged, dragged to a certain type of, well, movie. Mm. That that I wasn't interested in, and then I fall asleep within like twenty minutes, oh, of it, yeah. and I wasn't even tired. Yeah, yeah. Well, to begin with, so well, it's funny to me because like sometimes movies that I'm really into, or even shows, I'll get sleepy during the show. But then mm-hmm. when it's like something that's that makes me think on how to enjoy it, like it's really <laughs> bad. I'm like, why is this good? And I'm just constantly like looking, yeah. up, like, why do people like this? And that keeps me up. I, I it's, it's weird. I can stay up during a show that's boring or lame as opposed to something I really like. But I think also because I know that, you know, in this day and age, you can always rewind and, and see it later. True. I don't have to finish it at that moment. Right, yeah. right, right. But you could put it down and then pick it up later again. Yeah, hmm. yeah that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like a book. Hmm. You can put it down after the first paragraph and like, okay, let me... Go on later on. I, <laughs> ten I, years later. Yeah, ten years later. I'm like, I'm page four. <laughs> Damn. Damn, I'm making some progress. <laughs> oh, man. Well, what episode are we on? Uh, 20, 21, I think. 
20 was 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 the Christmas one, I think. Oh. Yeah. All right. So we're in episode 21, guys. I think. Yeah. Maybe. I'll find out later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll dub it. Yeah. We're and, missing uh, someone today, though. Say again? We're missing someone. Oh, yeah. So Daryl, he got fired. No, I'm just kidding. And so Daryl is on the other side side of the planet from us right now. He's in Hong Kong while taking care of some business, you know, while doing some crazy rich Asian stuff. Yeah, no, no. (laughs) He's uh, he's out there. We're all, uh, I guess, we're preparing for what's called our New York Toy Fair. Uh, that's where a lot of buyers and huh? I'm sorry. Yeah, Hong Kong Toy. Hong Kong Toy. Yes, thank you, Brian. Hong, damn it. Hong Kong Toy Fair. Uh, where a lot of buyers and international buyers come out and talk to us about our new products and see if they want to pick it up. So he's out there uh, pitching all those ideas and, and showing off new stuff. He's probably showing off his biceps, too. Such <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a douche. So, uh, no, we gotta, we gotta Just talking bad about him while he's not here. <laughs> he's going to watch us next week like, while we record, the- after we record the new one. <laughs> He'd be pissed. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Darryl. Jay is going to reply to our post. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, so some people who we brought in to fill his seats. Um, so we figured that it would probably be be a be a fun idea for all of you out there if you guys guys would send us in in some questions, and we could bring on some of the professionals who. Um, Bring on some people who are better than me at answering those <laughs> those questions, of course. So, so today we have, well, actually three of our three of our three pros here. Yeah, three no, pros this here. Is, this is uh, the vehicle design team. Vehicle design team. Um, there we yeah. go. So these are the guys who are responsible for a lot of the diecasts and RCs that you guys are are collecting. Um, to my right, we have our design manager. He's uh, responsible for all the designs and. Uh, of all the vehicles, whether it's the body kits and the graphics or or just the little details. So if you don't like them, this is the guy you talk <laughs> <No>. to. <laughs> this is Say. What's up, guys? How long have you been at Jada? Well, wait, wait. So, like, give him the history of, like, what you've done and how long you've been here. Because he's actually an OG Jada employee. Yeah. he's uh, He was here from the the beginning yeah. stages of of like early early on when when dub city was taking off it's it's when um the team was was getting assembled Mm -hmm. and i was one of them and my first day was uh the day that jada moved in here to this building our our city of industry oh wow headquarters so we haven't always been here no, no, we were Jada we was LA. downtown, yeah. right? Downtown LA Dang. in the toy district. Dang. Yeah. Toy so that's where Did you I did started. you interview down there or in this building? No. <laughs> it's it's a it's a funny story. So Well, let's hear it. I uh, <laughs> I went to I went to a, a I went to a bar and it was my my friend of a friend of a friend opened up a bar. So the guy invited everybody, you know, to spread words and do all this stuff, free food, drink. So, so I went with a bunch of friends um, and there was uh, Lewis. Oh, yeah. He was the, uh, the original, the first uh, design director. 
mm-hmm. at Jada. Mm-hmm. Uh, he started in LA with uh, Jack and Bill and everybody, and he was recruiting. He was he was getting uh, the design team. Yeah, he was assembling the yeah team. assembling the, the, the Avengers. Assemble. Right <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was there, and then we were just talking, and then he was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, we're 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 hiring somebody. Let's let's see a portfolio." So I think. You had your portfolio at the bar? Uh, <laughs> where where did we prepared. meet? Yeah. We didn't meet at the office. I don't think we we met at the office. I We met somewhere else. And then uh, he, he just looked it through. And then then I got hired. And the, the, the first day was here. And I think that, I think that was the first day for uh, Castro, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Castro. Uh, for a lot of people. Castro... And maybe Kevin. I don't know if Kevin started here or at LA. Mm. I know Jay started in LA. <laughs> so the, these these are all a bunch of names probably people yeah. aren't gonna know. But yeah, these are all like like the original Design. people who and then the designers who who made Jada what it is today. Yeah, the and the guys who because yeah, they're they're the the they are the guys who kind of solidified that Jada look. Right. If you're familiar with Dub City Import Racer, um, the beginning of uh, Big Time Muscle at the time, and what else? Uh, Von Dutch Line, mm. all that stuff in the in the beginning. You worked up on all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's crazy. And and you were kind of brought in also to really spearhead that the the Import Racer. Line. Right, right. So I I was the head guy for Import Racer, Initial D. And uh, the Dub City also. So that's pretty. Right. He's pretty. That's legendary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then we got Paulo. <laughs> hey, so what the? F- <laughs> 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 yeah. Nobody oh, was. It's, it's very interesting because we we always talk about like my uh, my first. Well, that was my first job too, but uh, it was so impactful for for me and for. Uh, the people around me, we always talk about it. But when I count the days, it's it's only a little over a year that you you were there. Yeah, you were you were here. Really, I, mean, I was here. Yeah, at Jada. Really. So after a year, then you went over to Dub, right? No, I went to uh, Hot Wheels. Oh, oh, oh. Wait, so you? Committed treason. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were twice. We were. We were. I was traded. It's it's a better word because there there it was a really a high of a of a, a diecast um, trend at that time. Yeah, diecast was huge it's, at yeah, that point. So. People were uh, going back and forth, jumping to different, different companies. companies yeah. So mm. Jada hired uh, somebody from from Mattel, and Mattel hired people from here and you know other places. So, so at yeah. that time, material costs were low, labor costs were low. I mean, you can do anything you wanted with diecast because there was, you know, it it wasn't as expensive as it is today mm-hmm. to to create one diecast vehicle. Okay, so, so yeah, it's back kind then, of a golden age. It was a yeah, definitely it was the golden age of diecast. I mean, everyone that's doing diecast vehicles right now is is having a hard time making 
them look really good and keeping them affordable because of the co- labor costs and material costs. Yeah, if you compare and shipping costs and fuel, yeah. costs, there's a lot of stuff that mm-hmm. that's involved in it. But, but if you just compare our uh, old uh, casting, it has tons of decos outside, interior, engine. It's got a lot of decos, but now we we're very limited, so. We tend to focus more on the exterior, right? Unfortunately, but yeah, yeah. <clears throat> until like the cost of things start to go back down, if they'd ever do, or we figure out you know a way to to save some costs in other ways, uh, we, you know we can get to that point, but it's just really really difficult because of the of the of the pricing structures of, that things are happening right now. Yeah. So now I'm back. I'm about two and a half years. A little over half? I don't know. Yeah. Around there. Okay. Path yeah. to redemption. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then, all right. So now uh, we have our designer, Paulo, who does a lot of the graphics for the cars. And he kind of uh, spearheads all of our uh, line lists and makes sure that, you know, those are all organized and, and complete. Um, you know, when I say line lists, those are everything that goes into each of our waves uh, what gra- cars there are, what graphics that are going into each wave. So he has the knowledge of all of that stuff. So, um, you know, if you don't like a, a certain wave, he's the one to complain to. <laughs> so <laughs> putting the targets here. on everyone's back. <laughs> so how long you've been here? About a, a little over a year. A little over a year. Yeah. Yeah. And this guy is funny because uh, when I interviewed him, he was like the most complete by the book interview i've ever had he, <laughs> he he researched me he researched the company asked when i asked him if he had any questions he had a whole list of questions and oh really and, but the, yeah yeah what the were the questions is like i researched his name and everything looking up looked him up on linkedin and everything but i thought he was gonna be mexican <laughs> <laughs> my last name is jimenez yeah my last name is jimenez so i walked in and i'm thinking man like yeah okay, i think i got this i think i got this and then he walks in. I'm like, oh, he's Filipino. Not a bad one. I just walk in and you're like, oh, the But the interview went. Yeah, no, well, my biggest thing when I interview people is to make sure that they are a fit with the Jada culture. If they don't fit in, if they don't get along, if they're not the kind of person that we can go to lunch with every day and just hang out with. Um, I don't think they're as good of a fit as they, they could be. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they may be a great designer, but you know, it's easier to get good design and work out of people if you get along with them really well. Absolutely. You know, um, and and I saw a lot of traits in him that you know that I felt were really good for this company. Um, and not only that, he, like, like have you? I mean, he's a quick learner. I mean, have yeah. Have you learned? I mean, what have, <laughs> I've learned a lot. Yeah. Like over the past. What is a year? Little, little over a year now. Um, a lot from both of you guys, obviously. Yeah. And so just going into like the whole Jada style and everything is pretty yeah. cool. But one thing that I heard from from Mike is is that you were prepared, and one of the thing uh, that Mike brought up is that you brought a Wi-Fi no, card. Yeah. <laughs> so that was on my phone. So he a, didn't know whether like when you go in, he had, you know a lot of people will bring their iPads for their uh, their portfolio, and um, a lot of people was like, oh, can I get the Wi-Fi password so I can hook it up? But he, you know, he came in with his own Wi-Fi hotspot. <laughs> he had like, 
his his portfolio. He had his uh, a printed portfolio. He had one just to show on. You know, he was really prepared. Yeah. As a you know, in contrast, there was a guy that came in and interviewed with me, and he's he's like. Um, I have my portfolio online. Can we go to a computer? And like, he didn't even bring an iPad or a computer to show us. He didn't have anything. He he came empty handed. He's like, yeah, I can show. You. I have my I have a portfolio. I'm like, can I get a computer to show you? I'm like, oh, cool, man. <laughs> what? Yeah, it was weird. It was really weird. I was, I'm like, so what did you are, do? I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Just you know, just send me a link whenever you get home and and find a computer to to email me on. Wow. Peace wow. out, homie. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it was it was yeah. It's at least bring a printed portfolio yeah. so we can look at it, even yeah, if it's it not one that leave behind. At least I can see something. You know, make it easier on the interviewer because you know that's the last thing you want to do is make them work. For so, a job that you want. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, because they're looking for like even, any. Oh, I'm sorry. Go I'm ahead. sorry. Wait, he didn't even show it through his, his phone or something. He had, no. he had a flip phone? Yeah, I know. <laughs> right. well, he had a phone, but he didn't even want to pull it out. He didn't even. Wow. So I'm like, okay, this is this is guy really wanted. I mean, how much? But then I, I feel bad because, what, how long did it take for us to call you back? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's oh, right. So this is in April. Yeah. It started like, it was like mid April. I, I yeah. heard that we hire somebody, but I haven't seen him I kept emailing every week, like, oh, like, have you guys filled the position? Like, what's going on with this? And <laughs> finally, July 10th or July, July 3rd. So how long did April you wait? 4th of July. So I waited from April to July 3rd. Wow. What is it? April, May, June, About July. Four, like four, four months. months. Four months. <laughs> four months. I mean, just to, to, to uh, give you a reason is like when we were hiring at that point, we were like, okay, let's find someone. Hmm. And then, right, right. then the owner of the company would like say, okay, let's hold off. And then, okay, you can hire someone. All right, let's hold off. Like it, happens, like it always happens. Like it kind of goes back and forth. And finally, when we got the okay, the green light, then that's when uh, our HR department called you up. Like apparently, there was a story behind when they called you. Yeah, I was going to Vegas. You were going to, <laughs> going to Vegas. You were on your way. On my way. It's cool because every time we hit the specific spot going to Vegas, Something good happens, uh -huh. and that was a good. Oh, really? Got that like, call. what other things were good when you hit that um, spot? Well, just like good news, we uh -huh. get a call or something happens where it's like, oh, like we find something out. Uh, that's cool. cool. Well, the blessed one. Yeah, <laughs> go to Vegas more often, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll win some money next time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If there, if there was a if there was a, uh, a slot machine right at that point. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well. Since since I have three guys guys here who have just just a wealth of experience and expertise in in the diecast industry, um, some of our fans had sent over some some pretty cool cool questions. And so, how about if we uh, try our best to answer a few of those? Um, so okay. I got one here from um, screen name, and I'm gonna do my best to we'll do my best to to, to pronounce these screen names. Um, we have a. Uh, no dot msg dot added. <laughs> no, no msg added. Nice. Okay, cool. I'm with that. Um, how do you go about selecting the cars that you produce? Mm. So first, when we uh, put together a line, we, we have to figure out, you know, what genre of cars that we're doing, right? Um, and actually, what we have is uh, we have this uh, a binder that we're calling the... Uh, 
the diecast wish list mm-hmm. that that we all contribute to um and it's just a bunch of vehicles that we would love to do a a, a casting of and um and then or we propose a a a challenge to say in Paulo for example and um for example we do when we started JDM we said okay we want to do a line of JDM vehicles what cars would you like to see in it and then we put that whole list together and then we start going through it weeding out things that we can and can't get um a lot of it has to do with like the license source so like say you know um if one vehicle company doesn't allow us to do any customization then they're kind of out um so you know those are the kind of things that we look into right and then also the styles if we if there's a certain style that we're looking at um what car was iconic for that style mm-hmm. right say so i'm trying to i'm trying to figure out if, if the question was was about new new cars. new cars and new castings or new cars in the wave um, or the way we plan our waves right well just well from an outside side point of view um, I just think think kind of like he's asking you know okay so you guys you guys chose to make a Datsun 510 right. okay why that one wow okay so so, I, so but I think that I mean we do a, a lot of a uh, field research we go to the shows mm-hmm. uh online research um a lot of things just pop up like you see the trend you see it more and more uh, a lot of people are are posting uh, a certain type of cars mm-hmm. and it looks really nice and we see that we see the same things that that the fans are looking at so interesting hmm. okay well then that actually segues into another question from Corey with a K nine eleven. He says, "Which castings have been one of the most challenging yet fun to design?" Uh, so I guess we gotta pick our favorites for you guys. Most challenging. What I, I know, Paulo has some challenging yeah. projects. I, <laughs> I have. I think the most challenging, well, in general, is just JDM for me. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I I can't seem to grasp the JDM mm. style. Mm. I mean, I go to you for for a lot of like reference ideas and then, like all this stuff. Right. But like everything else from what is it, just trucks and BTM, I feel like I'm more comfortable with it. But JDM, I, I don't know, your style just kind of kicks into it. Where it's like, oh, like that's awesome. Can't really. It imagine. is a specific style. Yeah. There, yeah. there is very. A, uh, very uh, I don't know. There's a, there's an iconic look. It's like it's a different way of looking at color combos. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a different way of looking at, at uh, it's just a different yeah, style in general. It's really weird because yeah. imports, it's it's loved by uh, overseas and over here with with different ethnicities, um, uh, different areas, different cities. They, they tend to um, tune their cars a little bit differently. The mm-hmm. colors and the parts that they they like is very different but in within the same look so it, it's really hard to get the right look sometimes when you when you deco something then the, you you feel like oh yeah this is uh this is some uh, uh like japanese guy or korean guy or chinese own this 
FRS or something mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. versus like someone from from mid. I don't know. It's 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 really hard to hard to say it's, what it's, it is. If you see a guy from like the Midwest who has a super, it's kind of like, huh? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, okay. So it's changing, but I'll give you a good example of how the JDM style, true JDM, is different from the American way that we fix up American import cars. So, so in in the Mazda RX three, for example. Yes. One of the most iconic, and I think is a really cool Mazda RX three is colored yellow and green it has a yellow oh, body man. with green fenders um that's pure jdm's look i mean you, if you see it you'd like okay that's 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 jdm but out here i don't think those colors would fly so we haven't done that color combo hmm. we have to be a little more subdued with uh, or you know it's it's a it's it's a different kind of culture out here where that color combination isn't looked at as cool. It's just looked at as we kind of weird because it's, you know, yellow and green for me. And I'm, it's, it just feels more, I don't know. It's just like a club or something. I don't know. It's because I say club because I was in a fraternity called farmhouse fraternity. That was our, that was our colors is yellow and green. (laughs) That's another story for another day. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we're going to get to that. (laughs) And, uh, uh, yeah. So it was, um, it's 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 something that we have to be conscious of when we design cars because we have to make sure that it still sells here because it has to appeal to American culture first before anything else. Right. Hmm. So yeah, and and I think that's talks to how Paulo is very more much the American culture. That's why he mm-hmm. has a easier time doing the trucks and doing the the muscle cars as opposed to the JDM, which is very Asian influenced. But we have to make sure that that Asian influence isn't just geared towards the, towards the Asian countries. It's it's geared towards the Americans who are into the Asian right. culture stuff. Because when I go to the shows and talk to all the uh, customizers, they are inspired. So, so U.S. customizers are inspired by Japanese customizers, and Japanese are inspired by U.S. customizers. Really? So yeah. it's really give and take, but it it's infused in in some way. And it, it creates new. Yep. So it's very yeah. interesting. Hmm. It, it compares to comparing to uh, big time muscle, just trucks, it's pure American. It's a cut and dry look too with right. like, you know, a muscle car or right. a truck. I feel like with 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 for Japanese import scene, it's kind of, you know, a blend of so many things mm-hmm. that that is put put into that style. And right. so and so it's interesting that you say you know how how the Japanese are inspired by by the American and then right. vice versa. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Huh. Yeah, it's funny. Um, I have a friend in Japan. He's uh, right now. He's currently fixing up a Vespa. So Vespa mm-hmm. is a European uh, scooter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but in Japan, they fix them up a certain way. In the United States, they fix them up a certain way. But he's fixing it up. In a way that the Americans would fix up. He wants to know. He wants to see inspiration uh, yeah. of the U.S. style of Vespas, and U.S. style is slightly different from you know the styles that are in Europe, and it's it's all kind of blending together. But you can still see that it's very much influenced more by the Japanese side. You can tell it's different. Yeah, but it's a lot of it is the same. It's weird. There's like small nuances that that you look at and you're like, oh, that's cool. That's that. It looks kind of JDM, kind of USDM. 
they call it USDM over there, which is yeah. 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 US domestic market. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. But it's 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 cool because like you see this mesh of different cultures coming together, but yet they still have their DNA injected into it, and you can still notice it. Right. It's cool. I I think it's it's really it's it, it's I, I, that's what I love about the custom car culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, when you when you see a stripe on a car, then we know it here that where where it came from, but overseas, it's just a cool stripe. Right. They don't know where it's where it came from, but it just looks cool. So if you don't know the history, if you don't know the culture, then they will overseas will would use that stripe in many different cars that we might think that it, it will never work. Yeah. And in certain color combo that it will never work for us, but for them it works. And then but but they treat it differently so that they make it their own and it it looks like it's working. <laughs> yeah. Like, cause like stripes here, like there's certain kind of stripes that are specific to Mustang, right? Certain oh, yeah, stripes that are specific to to Camaro, um, but for them it's more just the look, and they don't they don't really um, pay attention to the history of that specific style of stripe. I see. Right. So, like in a way, it's pretty like it's creative, but. But to some eyes, it's well sacrilegious, you know. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, yeah. Okay. and that's why I, 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 you know, that's probably why some some people in America don't understand the the Japanese culture or styles because you know it's the same as vice versa. Like they they have a certain stripe that they're using for certain things, and we may use it wrong. Hmm. You know, it's, and uh, and because they see over there that they're using a stripe in the wrong manner that might make them angry because like oh that's not supposed to be on that kind of a car oh like that um the the student driver oh yeah that's exactly the student driver sticker that that everyone here thinks it's a jdm sticker it's that little like it looks like a a a, a a arrow yellow and green arrow is it yellow and green yeah yeah yeah. i think it's yellow and green jdm sticker yeah yeah Oh yeah, this thing. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. So it looks like a little, little Just like. Slap it on the yeah, they put it on our cars here because they think it's yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Okay, and uh, they they say it's a JDM sticker, but that means what does it mean? Student I, driver. Student driver. Yeah, <laughs> it means or student like driver, first time driver. I had no idea. So when you have that on your on your car, you're actually saying that you're a student driver, you're an amateur driver. <laughs> well, look at what somebody <laughs> <laughs> amateur as f. <laughs> yeah, some people are so salty, man. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Oh. All right. Well, and so that was pretty uh, well, pretty interesting. I had well no idea about that. Well, um, we have another pretty interesting question from his name is his name is Amandreas Lasete One Zero Two. What car genres do? And so, pretty much, he's asking. Um, and so, what is your favorite type of car um, to work on? The JDM cars, exotic cars, muscle cars, um, trucks. And so, what are your personal favorite preferences? Well, to work on. How about you, uh, Paolo? I got into just trucks a lot. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, it's funny because my first um, 132 scale wave. You guys <laughs> oh, called it the Chicano wave. Chicano. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it looks straight up just Chicano. And which wave wave goes this? Like wave uh, 100? Years? <laughs> but it got, it got no, mixed like, up in the... Yeah, yeah. 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 I, the original the wave. wave, yeah, it, it was very it Chicano. Them. And uh, it got... It, we had to split it up into different waves because, uh, you know, sometimes licensors uh, take longer to uh, approve these decos that we do and sometimes we need to push out a new wave faster than than we they had you know before they even approve it so we have to switch things around and yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> it's not so much a full wave of of that style but yeah it was really cool actually because it's it it did really portray a lot of the that, that chicano culture yeah, one of the cars the, the cheyenne was it had the eagle mm. on the side oh yeah, yeah, yeah. the eagle yeah, yeah, that's what really made nice. you guys say <laughs> chicano <laughs> wave <laughs> Hey man, yeah. but there's a market for that. Yeah. 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 Yep. For me, I, I like I don't know, I like I like all cars. Whenever I it's it's funny, whenever I work on a certain car, I will want that car. Because mm-hmm. I, I get into that car, I research it, I, I find like really nice, nicely done uh let's say uh a skyline, then I mean skyline is desirable anytime, but oh yeah. But like Volkswagen Beetle, uh, any car that I'm working on, I really get into it. I'm I'm searching on Craigslist. Oh, how yeah. much is this going? Yeah. <laughs> but I like I like all the cars. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like if you had had to, you know, if you had to drive here in one t- tomorrow. Mm. Like in hypersport. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, realistically, or like, no limits. Well, that you've no worked limits. on. Well, that you've worked on, and then, and then, if you could actually have it, well, what is your favorite one as of yet? Um, I like I like doing a lot of uh, I like doing flames on mm. um, big time muscle cars. So 65 Mustang probably right now. Uh, man, it's really hard to say. Like Camaros are good, Mustangs are good, Chargers are good. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I like all of them. Hey, muscle's cool. Yeah. yeah. Okay, what about you, Mike? Um, I think I like the classic American nostalgia cars like the 40s. It makes me appreciate the history of the the automobile his you know the culture because you see a lot of where the i mean i just the designs the, the of of the vehicles back then they're they're more to me it's like artwork you know like with the streamlined designs and it's very different yeah it's very different it, it it's it's and then the way they're fixing them up now the way we we do some of these custom versions of these cars mm-hmm. i i just to me it's timeless it's and they're cool and you just get gain a really good appreciation of the designers back then because they had no nothing to go off of you right. know these cars these this is the beginning of the of car design so everything now is kind of uh, you know has influence from everything in the past but, but with the limited um, ability to to manufacture yeah certain like curves and all that oh yeah that's exactly because the the technology then to create the vehicles isn't as as advanced as it is now. Really? So you you know you can't get certain sh- um, like shapes with metal uh, back then because they were you know the the factories don't have 
machines doing them for for them now Mm -hmm. you know it's like they do now so it's yeah that you are limited in how much you can actually do and and manipulate when it comes to metal work and plastic work and and because you know they don't have molds as like they do now for all the plastic knobs and everything everything was so simplified and and i think I really like that look. I, yeah. I think it's it's everything. Oh, and, and with the regulations. Oh yeah, regulations. regulations too. Yeah, they had no regulations back yeah. then. So if oh, so so older cars don't like it's bump. When you look at the bumpers, it's just metal bar. Yeah, yeah. Or sometimes they don't have one. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's just a death trap. So they, yeah, it's just, <laughs> it, it was. Yeah, and and so they they had no limits on what they can design. Oh well, they didn't have limits because they don't have they can't do certain shapes yeah. and stuff. But like. Their design wasn't influenced by too much more than than you know what's in their head. Right. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Like modern cars are very uh, uh, dictated by the the regulations right now. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you look at the seventies cars and eighties cars, just the bumps. Yeah, bumpers got way way bigger in the in the eighties late. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Late seventies. Mm-hmm. Huh. How about you? Oh, uh, I mean, I'm not a you know. I'm just a marketing guy, so I, <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, yeah, but you see all the cars like. that come through. Yeah, I see all of the cars. Um, you know what? For me, it's just always, always a back and forth because I'm such a huge fan of like every genre of car. Um, probably the one that's really been 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 catching my eye as of lately. Um, I really dig dig the dig the Hakusuka. Yes, oh, all yeah. the time. I just love that car. Yeah, just yeah. You know, well, such a you know a simple shape to it, but it's just cool no matter what year yeah, or, or generation yep, guy, guy you look at it. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I just love that Hakusuka. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. and the, not only that, there's like a history with that car and the, mm-hmm. and the racing circuit. It's it's yeah, like Godzilla. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, isn't it funny how how um, okay. Take take a classic car like like the '69 Camaro. Isn't it funny how if you have how like if you were in 1980, the '69 Camaro in your head it's a classic car. Mm-hmm. However, we're in 2019. If you got a got a 2009 Camaro, it's not a classic car to us. Yeah, <laughs> isn't that funny? Mm, a weird type of well relativity yeah, aspect it to it. Yeah, you know, am I just thought of that? Got that right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we got a so we have another question. Um how do you say this guy's name? <laughs> J W F N J W Fanep. What's the hardest part of of doing a mold for a new casting? A license or flow of material? So um and so what he's asking is um I guess one or the other A or B. Sorry? Is it is he asking the licensing part harder than the mold the casting part or is the casting or is it just what's the hardest part of licensing and what's the hardest part of it seems like it's both yeah it seems like he's asking both so licensing could be easy or hard depending on who we're dealing with you know different companies are are different the way they uh, they work with us um, some take some some require us to have a 15 day turnaround for approvals. Some will turn around the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, Sometimes, but in, when it comes to molding and everything, there's a lot of details that we have to kind of keep in, in our heads when we're designing the things. 
and say can probably talk about this more because he's the one that deals with the designs of those molds um but there's like there's things about called you know undercuts and undercuts right. yeah undercuts there are, are a lot of uh, uh parts that that we compromise to make it into our scales if you if it's if it's if it gets smaller then it loses a lot more obviously so there's i try to keep the the main design line for the car and try to really um emphasize the characteristics of the car and just then can kind of lose here and there then it, it will still look good mm-hmm yeah, like when 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 we have a new casting, say and I sit down and talk about what can we look, what can we take away, but where can we add so that you know it, the car will be the best it could be. Um, right. You know, also, there's I think the the hardest part is is the uh, separation of the plastic and and metal. Oh yeah, yeah. And I think that's the hardest part because we have to judge uh, which part has to be plastic and which part goes into the metal die casting and that depends on how we assemble uh, the car mm-hmm. in in manufacturing um, facility also so it's and also we have to think about like smart tooling like oh, yeah. uh, smart tooling is when you make a tool but it's you're able to uh, modify it easily to create a different car so it's kind of like you have a car with with bumpers, and then we want to change the bumpers to be more of a body kit. Um, and we can, you know, we have to make sure that we design it in a way where we can swap out the bumpers. Uh, we, you know, we started doing second holes on our 2024 scale, so you can lower the car, you can you can raise it up to stock height, uh, fit we, a different size of wheels. Yeah, so there's a lot of things that we think about uh, to make it fun for the collectors to try to modify, mm. or, um, or, or just like, for us, like the Bronco. Yeah, uh, we have soft top, and then yeah, there's there's uh, a, there's, yeah. A, there's a soft top. Well, that's a new something that we haven't. Hey. 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 The, the the casting part is pretty difficult. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Well, that's a good one. We got one here from, from Base Boy from 1997. Wait, what? No, nothing. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Base Boy from 1997. <laughs> he says, why can't we just buy wheels for 124 scales? Oh, oh yeah. That's a, a lot of people ask yeah. us for that. And um, even from the beginning of the the whole Jada, people are asking for yeah wheel pack only. Yeah, because it's funny because like and you know a lot of customizers who not only customize Jada cars but customize other brand uh, diecast vehicles and they like our wheels because uh, sometimes our wheels fit other cars really well, um, and then some of our designs are are really. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're you know we we try to pick the the coolest rims at the time, right. and our our wheels are like actual wheels that you see on the road that people yeah. buy. Yeah, right. 
and and it's also one of the most popular ones that that we always try to make. So it's it's name brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's why people want it. I think, but and also we um, make it even nicer. So uh, let's say it's it's a simplest way. It's it's a deeper wheel. It's it's crazy offset. So meaning it's it's I don't know how to simplify it in in a <laughs> in a simpler words. I I go too too deep in the. To, to, to all the technical terms yeah. and stuff, but uh, concave, yeah, well, probably <laughs> Crazy, understand negative yeah. offsets, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. but yeah, we do, we do, we do spend a lot of time picking rims for our cars, and some of the rims that we do are designed in house as well. Um, but like, I think the people, the ones that people really navigate towards are the ones that are that that are made off of actual brand name rims mm-hmm. and uh, and I, you know we would love to sell just the wheels um it, the thing is is a lot of our business is dictated by the mass market mm-hmm. and uh you know will the mass market want to carry a line of just wheels right um it's hard to sell that into it unless we have a full line of product that says this is a car here's the wheels maybe we have engines we have you know um wings it has to be a full line we can't just start selling rims on its own and uh and another thing is the i think you know there's a licensing thing there as well i would think if it's just wheels because that um i don't know if our licensing contracts with the wheel companies are say wheels sold with the car not on their own okay um so and plus we're you know it's we're a die cast company we're we're not and rim wheels and are all plastic. Yeah, makes um. sense. Hmm. Okay, that's fascinating, actually. Hmm. All right, here here is kind of a zinger. <laughs> I wanted to avoid it, but I also kind of would like to also know why. <laughs> so, it, um, yeah. but you know, so um, from from Blue Star Night, when is is the eight six the FRS? And the BRZ oh. coming to the 124 JDM. <laughs> I wanted to avoid it. However, I've kind of been been yeah. well wondering too. Like, hey man, so we need need to have a BRZ because because of like I feel like in like in 28 like you know from like 2012 to like 2018 that's probably like the most popular to me. Yeah, Mike. Right yeah, yeah, why? <laughs> to me, that <laughs> car single handedly brought back the sport compact car scene. Yes, right. Um, I, think I, so. I that's my opinion. Yeah, and I think that because. The way Scion did it was they they made this design of this car. It was a beautiful design, but they gave all the CAD data to all the aftermarket companies to start building an aftermarket for this vehicle before the car even came out. Mm-hmm. So as the car came out, there was a ton of aftermarket parts, body kits, exhausts, engine parts, mm-hmm. everything that you can imagine was already ready to go rather than releasing the car and then having people trying to catch up to the demand. Mm-hmm. So that helped boost the car scene. I mean, back what in the nineties, uh, sport compact cars were huge. Yeah. Then it died out and this car single handedly brought it all back. And I think that I have, you know, I attribute that whole, the other scene today to that vehicle. And plus it, it fixes up really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Well, oh, there are friend. so many mods of yeah, right, right. for that car. It's yeah. not even funny. It's, it's crazy. And they, and they look awesome. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Who's to say we're not going to be doing it? Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have know, it in RC, though. You have it in RC? We do have it in RC. Yeah. yeah. 
And, you know, it's, yeah, there's yeah. all my friends who, who owns uh, FRS or BRZ, I mean, same car, but they, they all say it's a really fun car to drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, the, the specs on it are awesome. The, the weight ratios, everything about it was pretty cool. Well, can I say something about that car in real life, though? Um, and so prior to, to, to the actual 8.6 actually coming to America, I'm talking like maybe in like 2014 all the way up to like 2017, I used to hate seeing those guys who like they actually had the Scion FRS, but they took off their logo emblem and put on the Toyota emblem to make it seem oh. like seem like it was an eight. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I know <laughs> what you did there. Yeah. You're a fraud. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I won't call you out on it, but you know what you did. So what about those guys who do the uh, the the G series of uh, Infinities and put Skyline on? That it? makes me oh. <laughs> that I want to vomit. <laughs> I'm, like, what are you, I'm like, what are you doing, bro? You, like that's not a Skyline, all right? <laughs> In Japan, it is. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, but we know what what is a skyline, yeah. and then what's a skyline. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, let's be honest. Here. I have a friend that went to a junkyard once and got a Lexus emblem and put it on his Tacoma. What? What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that oh. cool. All right, that's that's going a little far. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a Toyota fan, and I luxury <laughs> truck man, <laughs> Lexus Tacoma. <laughs> that's. He put the emblem back, the regular Toyota. If this wasn't a family-friendly fr- podcast, you I would have had a funny metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but let me just uh, keep it G-rated for us. <laughs> All right. Um, we got another one from where, um, from where was he? From M-C-N-Z-T-Y, okay, underscore O-Z, whatever. Have y'all ever thought of designing a customer car? I'm as in having um, a contest. To see who can make, you know, the coolest car and then we actually build it. We yeah. we actually, we talked about this. We've talked about this, but actually if you um, kind of think about it, we've already started doing something like this. Yeah. We go out to all the shows. Mm. We go out, we, we see a lot of cars that are on, on social media and, um, you know, it's not necessarily a contest, but we do pick certain cars that we want to replicate in diecast. Right. Um, for example... The uh, the gold AE eighty six, um, you know that Ellen. that car. Hey man, he's blowing up right now. Too. Oh man, yeah, he's everywhere. Um, I saw him know. on a uh, Toyo. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh man, but you made it to <laughs> to to the big leagues now. <laughs> yeah. So you know, we go to the shows, and um, and if we like your car, we'll approach you. We'll ask you, hey, you know. We'd like to see your car more in, in, in you know, closer and in, in, in detail. Would you mind bringing it by our offices? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with the possibility of us creating this car, um, we we created a sticker called Casted that we wanted to start giving to people who we do make this our, a diecast replica of their car, so that they can put it on their cars and it says Jada Casted, meaning that car has been made into a diecast vehicle. Wow, um, that you can collect. And, uh, you know, we, we have this sticker. We haven't really started doing it yet because, you know, really there's only a couple cars that, uh, you know, we've, we've right. worked on. Which we, one. we started it, but not, just, not officially. Yeah, not officially. I mean, we want to do it more bigger than, than what we've been doing it now. We want to right. actually make, say, hey, we're going out to this show. 
you know, show us your best. We're we're right. we're gonna look for cars. You know, we haven't really done it in that way. We've just been doing it a little more low key. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we like, need to blow that up. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of yeah. like soft launch. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we should figure out some with that because because I mean, like for me as a car guy, if I could have my car become become you know kind of how can I say? Jordan was a car guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm He's, a I'm a car guy in here. Yeah. <laughs> are you gonna are you gonna read the next question with the with the nah. car that you're just nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> avoiding that one? <laughs> we ain't we ain't doing that in this episode, bro. What well that could be our last driving? question. <laughs> okay, well that could 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 be our last question. <laughs> okay, I got a Okay, here's an interesting one. Um, you know, it's an easy, interesting one. His name is Big underscore Sexy underscore Delarosa73. When are y'all going to make the M3 E36? E36? Wow. I'm going what in deep. I always figured that more people want, want like, you know, the E92 or, or something at least. Mm-hmm. But, but, but I know a lot of people who do love, love the E36, though. We did 40. We did 46, right? Like back then? It was a while ago. Yeah. 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 On what line? 46. That was the, that was the, the schnitzer? Your, yeah, yeah, yeah. The AC schnitzer one. Yeah. Um, uh, our, uh, what, what do we call it? Eurospec? Eurospec. Eurospec? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. A long time ago. Okay, yeah. so we did do it. No. Questions no. at, oh, no. 46. Okay, no, we didn't do it. Yeah. We did the E46. Not, okay. Not 36. Yeah. Yeah, so, thirty six will be will be. I would I would push for E thirty first, mm-hmm. then thirty six with box flares. Yeah, M three E thirty. Yeah, but I mean, who's this? I mean, we we look at all those. BMW is really difficult to work with, actually. Yeah, are, um, are they kind of like? Yeah, they're they're hard. To work with they they don't like us doing much with their vehicles to as far as customization so a lot um, of uh european companies well that you know that except was, for volkswagen yeah volkswagen is, is is yeah we can do a bunch of volkswagens in the way we want to um but we our bmw i don't know we haven't i don't know uh, we have, I have to talk to our licensing department to see you know because i know we have been in talks with getting it again um right. but you know maybe, I mean, maybe there, i'll update that on the future demand. Yeah. And we see it like every show, and people are posting. And mm-hmm. I mean, I I'm a fan of E30, so I see their I see the posts. Yeah, and we see more like, E30s out there than anything. Yeah, well, not the 2000s. Um, 2000s and E30s are probably the biggest representation of uh, BMW out there when we see, when we go to the shows. Right. Those are probably the two first ones we would do. I would mm. say. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Well, then, uh, speaking of Volkswagen, um, and so we have a guy, his name is VW underscore collectors. Um, would you guys ever, would you guys ever consider, you see, it's, I didn't say anything. And so don't be embarrassed. (laughs) If if I could do this in front of thousands of people, well, then I'm going to do it. (laughs) How many thousands? (laughs) (laughs) So would you guys ever Consider doing more classic VWs again. Well, you guys guys had some of the best in the past. Yeah, we're well, we're, we're starting. We're yeah. starting to redo. Yeah. We we we. There's a there's some things that we're working on. Yeah. Um, oh, do we uh, have a golf car coming? 
I've always loved, loved, loved. I'm a golf car, to be honest. Oh, yeah. That's we we're key. looking into our uh, library again. We're reviewing all the library that mm -hmm. we have, and then we're we're trying to uh, pick the ones that we haven't used for a long time. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there's there's a few that that we we have castings of that we want to use, um, but like, what this is 2019 now, right? Happy New Year, guys! Happy New Year! Uh, this 2019 marks uh, the 20th anniversary of Jada Toys, um, and we're not ignoring that fact. Uh, there's something coming out. Oh yeah, we're gonna blow up. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and maybe a, a a little VW love will be in there. Okay, okay, interesting. <laughs> well, uh, okay, we're about. I'm an hour in, so how about if we end it on the final question? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm dreading this one. <laughs> From Felipe221242, what cars do the designers own? <laughs> you see, I see, and so that oh, and so that automatically man. takes me out of this pool. So <laughs> sorry. Well, the guy, the guy who has the most rare car of all of us, <laughs> and he's a, a collector car. car yeah, he's a car <laughs> it's a real collector car. There are more, more the Lamborghini. The La oh my god! I just I was about to say a Lamborghini La Ferrari. Oh, oh my god! I should, I should hang myself. But there are more. The La Ferraris, more what Koenigseggs in the world than there are of my car. <laughs> really? That's pretty that's hard. Pretty that's a fact. Yeah. That's Shoot. that's a fact. Well, wow. uh, you know that's uh, that's it's tough when uh, his nearest dealership is eighty miles away. <laughs> hey, yeah. Real talk. Wow. Real talk. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I, I I we like Lamborghini and Ferrari dealerships are, are at least at most. 20 oh yeah from here drive there in 45 minutes yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> his car 80 miles <laughs> you got an 80 mile trek what should i tell him change what should i tell him <laughs> or you shouldn't keep it low-key let them think hey, let them guess there you go it, yeah you, you know what? if somebody is is somehow able to, to guess i will send you guys so much free crap <laughs> <laughs> we may have mentioned it in the past oh let's hope we did <laughs> so yeah and so after i sell it i'll tell people next but, next yeah. time the question should be what cars do the marketing <laughs> well daryl he'll be on it for like well, for like 45 like, well, minutes <laughs> I'm sending this to him yeah. right now after yeah. this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you got to. I mean, Brian drives some interesting cars too. Oh, Brian! Yeah, actually, Brian, yeah. Brian's cars. <laughs> yeah, Man, Brian. Brian eclectic collection of vehicles. Yeah, he, he shows right. up in a new car every day. <laughs> like, what's going on? Are you Daryl's brother? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Uh, so, so, so for the PD team. Okay, what y'all rolling in? All right. So let me explain before. The <laughs> <laughs> I used to be a, a delivery, uh, a car, a car parts delivery guy. Before right? Jada. Before Jada. Mm. And I, I just recently also graduated from college or university. Yeah, good job, man. Yeah, so congratulations. I drive a 2013 Honda Civic EX. Swag. Nice. That's brown. <laughs> Is it brown? It's brown, dude. Metallic oh, brown. Have I even seen your car? <laughs> Metallic brown. It's like peeling. 
Peeling brown. Peeling brown. <laughs> Is that a real paint yeah. color? Peeling brown. Scaled. Scaled brown. Okay, that's the way the, no, it's, it's the, that's the, way the Filipinos say when peeling they're brown? feeling sad. Peeling brown? I'm peeling brown. Peeling <laughs> <laughs> brown. I thought they would say, I'm peeling blue. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're, that's we're, cool. We're tan, dude. Yeah. No, actually, the color is coffee brown. No. Oh. oh. It, the car's peeling. The car's Espresso. Yeah. <laughs> Espresso brown. There Espresso brown. Okay. So, okay. So we got some Honda love in here. Okay, how okay. about you, sir? So currently, <laughs> <laughs> I have a, a CX-7. Which is a Honda. No, Mazda. Mazda. Mazda, Mazda. CX-7. Okay. I used to have Honda S2000. Yes. Mm. Used to have... 95 240SX. Mm. That one I uh, heavily modified. Went all the way with the engine swap and wide body. Nice. And did everything. Uh, yeah, that was a that was a really fun car. Yeah. But with the with the marriage and kids and it's, <laughs> oh, yeah. it's gone. Hey, Amen. Hey, but you can't be having kids in an S2000. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's a bad idea, man. That car's real You're popping out, dude. Yeah. This guy's popping them like Pez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> <laughs> How about you, Mike? Oh, Mr. Uh, Mr. SEMA exhibitor. Oh, sh- oh. oh. Hey. I, I drive a. I'm, I'm a truck guy. I've had, I've had a truck for the past. I don't know what, maybe twelve, thirteen years. Oh wow. Yeah, um, and they have all been Toyota Tundras. Yeah. When when was the uh, MR2 then? The first year I was working here, I had the MR2 Spider. Um, and then prior to that, I had an MR2, a 91 MR2, mm. non-turbo though. I, that was like one of my first cars out after college. Yeah, yeah, but then he raced the Ford, well, GT. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was in the Spider. That was it. That that was in the Spider. Yeah, when I had a when I was in the Spider, I had the top down. I hear a big rumble on my left side, and it was a Ford GT. And then another rumble on my right right side, and it was a, a, a it was the Porsche. Um, GT. Oh God! And they're both right next to me, and I'm like, uh, and I let go of the gas and let them <laughs> slowly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I don't belong here. Slow down. Yeah, uh, screw that. Fade but back. it was like it, the rumble though was awesome. Like just like wow. it was like stereo sound, you know, because both of them were on either side of me and on the freeway. I'm like, damn. So whenever I see American cars on the road, like uh, V8. I, I roll down the window to just to listen. Just to listen. Just to feel that yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, for your car, uh, I understand Stan, that you have an Instagram page. That's uh, that that you. Uh, I do. I guess that you document. <laughs> Would you like to tell everybody, would, or probably uh, not? Yeah. No. I mean, we, we mentioned it a couple. Daryl's mentioned it. He's, yeah. yeah he, every time he gets a chance to, you'll mention it. But it's a. Uh, Project TRD Pro. It's a TRD Pro Tundra. So on Instagram. And so go follow him so that you guys you guys can see some off road madness. It's not madness per se. But it's 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 he's, fun. He's being humble about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, all right, guys. And so that is the end of episode twenty one of think? the Jadacast podcast. Wait, what? We think. Wait, we can think. I, can I send in a question right now? Oh, you sure? Can. 
for for the marketing question of who would you, would you drive? That's for next week, Paulo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll get there. And whether I answer or not, I'll be sure to let you guys know. If, if someone can figure out what it is. You're going to get a lot of free swag. <laughs> so much free swag. It's not even funny. <laughs> All right. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to like and subscribe. Um, we'll send it to a friend. We're trying to grow our numbers. Um, thanks for all of the support um, for getting us to 10,000 subscribers before the end of, of, of last year. <laughs> Did we get there? It was sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, I, like, oh. I expect y'all to make it up for me. <laughs> all right. So um, that is all. We will see y'all next week. Well, thank you to Say and thank you to Paulo. Hey, but you guys, guys should uh, we'll come back and do this more often. Maybe. Yeah. 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 See, it wasn't so, so bad. bad. It, was, uh, it wasn't so bad, right? Was, it was, <laughs> it, it's all good, man. <laughs> but y'all, yeah, but you guys did a great job. Yep. And uh, all right, guys. Peace out. See you.